Hey everyone, thanks for joining. Today I want to talk a little bit about theory. Now these are things that I realized happened beginning, I guess, in the 1950s. Well, that's how far back we are going to go with this today. And what we're talking about here are plane crashes. Now we know that plane crashes do happen, thankfully not very often. But when you look at the ratio between plane crashes and musicians who have been killed in them, there is a bit of an unbalance there. So this list is not the, I mean, there are more that can be added to this list that I have here. However, these are some of the most high profile people who have been victims of plane crashes. Okay, so um, we're going to start here with, here I go again, trying to read my own writing, which is not easy sometimes because I sometimes jot things down in a hurry. But we're going to start with um, the Big Bopper, Richie Valens, and Buddy Holly. They were all killed in the same plane crash. This happened in February 1959, February 3rd to be exact, of 1959. They call this particular incident the day the music died. I guess because there were three of the most popular musicians at that time. As far as I know, they were just starting to gain in their popularity and really getting out there when this accident happened, where they were all three killed. You might want to make note of the dates. And if you're interested in this kind of thing at all, maybe you can look and see when their birth dates were, how old they were, and certain things like that, and then you can do the numbers and maybe see what you come up with. The reason I'm talking about this is because it just strikes me for some reason as maybe, now, you know, that's why this is theory, maybe there is more to it than just accident, just, you know, one of those things that happened, because we're going to continue to go on now. Then, You've got Patsy Cline, who died in a plane crash, March 15th, 1963. Then you've got Stevie Ray Vaughan, who died in a plane crash, August 27th, 1990. Three members of a band called Leonard Skinner died in 1977. And I believe that... Um, not that there's any one that's more important than another when you're talking about in a band. I mean, you need all the members to make the music that you're making. But I believe that uh, one of the very, I guess like the best guitar player in the band or the lead guitar or whatever you might want to call him, was 
killed in that plane crash. Okay, then you've got Aaliyah, who died August 25th, 2001, in a plane crash. You've got Dean Martin Jr., who was the son of Dean Martin, who was like one of those guys who was in the Rat Pack with Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. The reason that I'm putting Dean Martin Jr. in this list is because apparently he did some singing and he was a celebrity back at some point, I don't know, the 70s or or what have you. But he died March 21st, 1987. He was actually a military pilot flying for the National Guard when this accident took place. And I believe that this happened somewhere in California. You can look that up if you're interested at all. Then we've got Otis Redding, who died December 10th, 1967. Ricky Nelson died December 31st, 1985. Jim Croce, September 20th, 1973. And Jim died at the very height of his career in, in this plane crash. I read that. And the only reason that I know who Jim Croce was is because he sang this song about bad Leroy Brown. And I... I mean, it was kind of like um, one of those songs where it's kind of laughable. And so that's how I know about him. Uh, four out of six members of the Barquets died in a plane crash December 10th, 1967. The Barquets didn't go away after those guys were killed. They actually um, regrouped. They got new members and carried on with their band. So I do believe that the Barquets played up until probably the 1990s, maybe the early 90s or so. But uh, so far, I see that there have been three separate incidents that happened in December. We've got Ricky Nelson. We've got the three members of the Barquets. We've got Otis Redding, who were all in plane crashes in December. And we've got Glenn Miller. Now, he was a big band leader back in the day. And um, apparently, he was in a military plane. I don't know if he was the pilot or not, but he was on a mission. And this is during World War II. And they have him listed as disappeared. Okay, he disappeared over the English Channel. I don't know if his body was ever recovered but um, that he was there in the U.S. Army Air Corps. That's what they used to call the Air Force back in the 40s and maybe even into the early 50s. He also was killed in the plane crash in December. So now we've got four. I, I don't know. It may be leading to something. It may not. I haven't done the numbers so I really can't say. Then we've got John Denver. He died October 12th, 1997. And then we've got Jenny Rivera. Another one, December 9th, 2012. 
I remember when Jenny Rivera died and I had never heard of her before. I actually heard of her when she was killed because it was on the news. And then I had people coming to me and telling me that she was killed and it was uh, some sort of a sacrifice why she had to be killed and so on. I don't know if this is true. I'm not saying it is or that it isn't. But we all know that certain things like this do take place when you're looking at uh, celebrities, even politicians, people who are high-profile individuals, people who are in situations where there is a lot of fame, a lot of money, a lot of power, that there are things that they have got to do to get to certain places in the so-called pyramid of things. I don't know if this was a sacrifice. I don't know if any of them were sacrificial. But what I'm saying is, and this is not all, okay, guys? This is not all of the celebrities who have died in plane crashes. There are more, but a a lot of them are lesser known. It doesn't make them of less importance, but they are lesser known when it comes to celebrity status. So I don't know how many more maybe were killed in December, you know, in that month of December, but it just seems to me that we've got quite a few just for this short list. So I really can't go anywhere more with this at this time because I really haven't done any real research into this. I'm just presenting this because I found it kind of interesting. And if you are interested at all in these kind of things, maybe you want to take a look at it. If you want me to go further with it, then you can always contact me and let me know. And we can go further and deeper and see what we can find out about it. All right. So you know that you can always contact me at maybe underscore Maria at outlook.com. Okay. So that's all I've got for these type of things, these plane crash incidents for uh, right now. The other thing that I want to talk to you about is remember the last time I came on and I was telling you about the people and the mysterious sounds that were coming from beneath their driveway. Well, we've got a little bit of an update about that. It seems that things started getting a little bit more intense. They started hearing a little, you know, like some different sounds coming from beneath there and so on. And they, they are not coming from their grass. They said, nope, it's not coming from their grass underneath you know, any of the other property at their house, not coming from the sidewalk. It's only coming from underneath their driveway. And it's coming from more or less the, the not the very end of the driveway, but from the top of their driveway, I'm going to say almost three quarters of the way down, that's where it is. It's not at the bottom, not at the top, but a little past like the center of the driveway. So 
what they did was they actually called some, uh, what are those guys called? Contractor people who deal in concrete because they were looking to maybe drill, maybe remove some of the concrete of their driveway to see what in the heck is going on. They were thinking, well, maybe it's water. Maybe they've got a leak. However, that is kind of like, uh, I don't think so. It's kind of like, uh, no, because of the sounds. These sounds are rustling sounds and like somebody's crumbling a paper bag almost. Then you've got the banging, tinging sound. And now you've got some other types of sounds that are coming out like static. And remember we spoke about static and how certain people were hearing static for no reason. Even people outside at the park going for a walk, walking their dogs are reporting that they are hearing static. Well, now they are hearing something like static also coming from beneath their driveway. So they called these contractor guys. The, the two guys came out. They were standing there and they were, well, you know, we can remove the entire driveway. But, you know, then if you don't find anything, that's going to be a lot of money because you're going to have to put a new driveway there. When they were talking there and they were standing on the driveway, the sound started. The static started and the two contractor guys ran. It startled them and they ran and got off of the driveway as quick as they could. And they were like, no, no, we're not, we're not going there. We're not, we're not standing on your driveway. And the one guy said he was willing to come out to start removal, to start breaking up the concrete. But the other guy said, no, there's something evil going on here. It re it's going to remain to be seen what's going to be able to be done because now you've got conflicts of interest. You know, you've got some guy who is like, no, I'm not having anything to do with this. Then you got the other one saying, okay, there's definitely something going on down there. But the stipulation that this particular guy said is that he wants a priest to come out there first and bless the area with holy water before he goes out there again and starts breaking up that concrete. He won't even step on that driveway. And he even told them, I don't think that you guys should be parking on this driveway or even using it. He wouldn't go any further, but that's what he said. Like, why? Do you think it's going to sink? Do you think maybe there's a sinkhole beneath here? He wouldn't elaborate. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. The good thing about all of this, though, is that it's, it's only there. It's not in any other part of the yard. It's not in the house, thank God for that. So it's only on that driveway. 
I don't know. I, I don't know where to take this. I, I really don't. What it could be. I've heard different things. You know, like the water. Well, it could be because the water is this and that. And, you know, you got the rebar under there and blah, blah, blah. I don't, personally, I don't think that that could be making the different types of noise. And especially the static. I, but but I can't even begin to guess. I have had a couple of people email me and say, well... Maybe it's a trickster. Maybe what they're dealing with is a trickster causing this. It's a possibility, but who's to say that, for example, they they get rid of this driveway. They, they see what's underneath. There's nothing but dirt. There's nothing but the rebar. Okay, so we didn't find anything. And then they pay all of this money to, first of all, have it removed. Second of all, to put a new driveway in. And then this phenomenon continues. There, it's anyone's guess if it's going to get rid of the problem. So before I would do this before I would go through all of this drama of doing this and spending all of this money, I think I would get someone out there who can remove whatever this is, who can see what it is and remove it. We're, we're, we're scheduled to go out there next week, next Friday. And now we're going to take someone who may be able to have an understanding what this is and also be able to get rid of it without that family having to spend all this money. But, you know, they're looking at options just in case, which is a good idea. But before, you know, it's maybe to find out what it may be, somebody would be able to do that and because I couldn't tell you how many thousands of dollars that would be to do this. So anyways, um, that's all that I've really got for right now. And remember a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about the house over there on the East Coast with the little doors on the walls in the house and how every room had like this little cabinet door looking thing on one of the walls. Well, now they've opened one of the other cabinet doors. And the funny thing about these are that these cabinets, when you remove them, it's not really a door. What this thing is, is it's like, it's like a cabinet door that's glued onto your wall. It's not like you can open this thing and there's a hole and you can go in there like a hidden little room. Once you take that cabinet off, what you're doing is you are creating a hole in the wall because you've got to pry this thing. And when that happens, it peels away part of the wall, which is really strange to me 
you know, that, like, why? What is that? But uh, apparently now things are getting a little bit more intense because there have actually been some things found, like what look to be rooster feathers. There is some candle wax and some rooster feather looking things in one of the other walls that were open recently. No actual candle was found, just wax. I haven't got the pictures yet. I'm going to be, um, I'll check my email because he's going to send me the picture. So I can't even tell you what color the candle wax is. But that's going to, um, and, and for some reason, I didn't have the presence of mind to even ask what color the wax is. But that's going to be able to tell us a lot after when I see or, or hear about that. So um, that's about it for now, guys. I know that I'm a couple days late, but there were some unforeseen circumstances that happened here at my house last Wednesday. It was kind of like a freak accident. No one was hurt. Nothing was damaged. But it was a freakish thing nevertheless because what happened was there was a big gust of wind. This big gust of wind, and we don't live in a tornado area. We're in Southern California, right, in Riverside County. So this big gust of wind somehow picked up this big giant wedding tent looking thing from a house around the block from us and it brought it over to our backyard and the strangest thing about this is that it brought this wedding tent and the thing must be 12 feet long okay so when this thing was airborne, it actually had to fly above this thing that I call a Christmas tree that's in our backyard that's really, really tall. It's like a pine tree. So this wedding tent flew above the pine tree, intact, mind you. And so when it came down, it almost had to turn so that it was lengthwise, part of it landed on one of the patio awnings in my backyard. Then the rest of it, some of it fell on the tree, like the the fabric part of the tent landed partially on one of my shady tree. Then the rest of it just kind of landed in the rest of the backyard. The thing was pretty much intact. That's what really struck my interest. How in the world? Like, it didn't come over to our yard and get stuck in the pine tree and just crumble all over the place. No, it's like it came over, turned around, landed lengthwise, and pretty much intact. The only damage that I could see was two of the metal bars 
of the tent, like two of the legs were bent, but like the fabric, you know, the actual tent material didn't look to be damaged at all. The only damage we had is like I had to cut a little part of my my shady tree, which needed to be trimmed in the first place. It was just getting out of control. And just a couple little dents like in part of our patio cover thingy. But, you know, it's like no one knows it's dented except for us. So it's, but really no damage. So it was, um, yeah, no one can understand how this happened. I mean, I would have really liked to see this thing as it was floating in the air to come down and land the way it did in my backyard. So that's why I'm a couple days late. Couldn't come on that day. I was just getting ready to go out in my shack also to do my show when I heard this crashing sound. And then I heard some of the neighbors talking to each other. I went in the backyard and I'm like, oh, wow. For a split second, I was thinking, what is it, like a hot air balloon? What the heck happened? So anyways, um, just one of those things, you know. <laughs> but That must have been some gust of wind to bring like, it was either 12 feet or maybe even 16 feet long wedding tent. But no harm done. Nobody hurt. No animals hurt. So that's, that's okay. Anyways, um, I'm going to try to be back this Wednesday coming with some more stuff. Um, because of that, it kind of like threw me off. So I wasn't even able to really do any research. We're going to get into some creepy stuff. And also, maybe within the next um, week or so, I'm trying to get in touch with Victoria Kennedy so she can come back on. I have a lot of questions to present to her, and so do some of you listeners I know who are emailing me and telling, asking me when is she going to come back on. You know, we've got a lot of questions for her, a lot of things happening. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to see if she will be able to come out Friday to um, take a look at that driveway and see what she can gather from that whole thing. So just wanted to let you guys know, trying to get her back on the show either this coming week or the following, okay? So um, I will be talking to you guys on Wednesday. Everybody have a great rest of your weekend. Ciao.